You're listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. Paradox Church is a Jesus-centered community where our motto is, Come as you are, no perfect people allowed. For more information about our service times, location, and to get connected with us, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Merry Christmas. Um, I don't know if I'm alone. I feel a little bit emotional tonight. Um, even just being here with you all. Uh, I know so many of you want to be here and you're watching online. And man, uh, we miss you and we wish that you were here with us as well. But it's just something about the joy, the anticipation of tonight. I feel like we, we, we made it, you know? I know, I know it's not over. Um, but there's so much about the year 2020 that has just embodied what it feels like to be here, human, on earth. And I think this season of waiting and longing and expectation and anticipation is, is exactly how we should be feeling. I have never meant it more when I say, Jesus, come soon, you know? And I think that there's something good to that. I think there's something right and holy to that. And so tonight, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that we get to celebrate the answer, the hope, the, hope, the peace, the joy, and the love of Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us. We don't have to look. We don't have to search. We don't have to wait any longer. He's come. That's what Christmas is all about And that's why we're here tonight. That's why we're celebrating. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Emmanuel. Thank you for not leaving us alone. But you heard our cry. You sent your son. You gave everything. Because you love us. You value us. You want us. Would you meet every single fear, every anxiety, God, every pain, every longing in our hearts tonight in your precious Son as we gather to celebrate Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. It's in his holy name that we pray. Amen. Everybody done their shopping already? Hopefully. This, uh, I, I think that I need a shipping, um, a shipping shortage or shipping scare every year because we were on it this year, you know? Um, but I remember in years past where I was not quite so on it. The very first time, actually, that Great Lakes Crossing was, 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 it was built and I was going to go out there. You'll remember this. I'm giving away my age a little bit. Uh, but there was this, like, awesome great, this awesome mall out there. And we heard about it, and I'm like, we have to go out there. I was 16 at the time, uh, so I had just gotten my license, and I don't think I had ever gone outside of Sterling Heights before or something, because <laughs> I go down M59, and I'm just, you know, everybody tells you, like, just look for the signs. Just follow the signs, and you'll be fine, right? You ever heard that before? Somebody's like, oh yeah, you can't miss it. That's, that's when you know you're going to have a problem when somebody says, you can't miss it, because I go out there looking for the signs, and I see them, like Great Lakes Crossing, that way. 
And somehow or another, I'm following every sign, but I keep seeing the same one, right? I keep seeing the same one as I go round and round and round. Come to find out later on that there is a uh, M59 loop of some sort. I don't know why you want a loop around that place, but I was on it. And I did the tour. It's like, I can see it, but it's so far away. It's right there. And I, I never made it to, to Great Lakes Crossing that day. I went back. My girlfriend was mad at me. You know, my sister's crying. She needed to go to the bathroom. You're like, stop it! You know, and looking for signs. That's the worst. Is when you're looking for a sign on the expressway that says rest area, and you can't find one. That's the absolute worst We need signs, though. Signs are these things that, like, help us. They communicate something to us. They give us guidance. They give us direction. They remind us of what's true in a lot of ways. They inform us. Signs are something that that represent something else. Maybe it's a a directional sign. It could be uh, if you've gone on a trip over the course of the past year, and you're looking for that sign that says Disney World, right? Now, nobody stops at the sign. They keep on going because it's a representation of something else, something that's to come, something that we have to keep on going to experience, but it's there. It's true. That's what signs do. They inform us, and they communicate, and they guide, and they direct, and they represent something so much bigger. As I look back on this, this past year, 2020, It has been a year full of signs. Uh, I kind of wanted Liz to do Ace of Base tonight, but (laughs) I volunteered to sing it. She said, no, Merry Christmas to all of you. But uh, it's it's been such a year of signs. In so many ways, there are these items, these things. They're a sign of the times. I think of some of the the things that we would say are signs this year. So many of us will never, ever be able to hear the word 14 days again. It's a sign of the times. So many of us have come to see these things. We're looking forward to our mask-burning party already because this has become a sign of so much more. When you walk into any building now, you simply expect to see something that says mass required. Or when you're waiting in line, you look for the sign that tells you just how many moose antlers you have to stand apart, right? We can all name so many things that are six feet now that back in 2019, we couldn't. Why? Because of the signs. The signs are everywhere this year. One of my favorite signs has been looking forward to all of Governor Whitmer's press conferences and the ladies in the back doing the signs, They've been the real people of 2020. Let's just give them a hand right now. Those are the signs that I love to see. But maybe some of us have been looking for signs all throughout 2020. Perhaps you've even said to God, God, would you just give me a sign? Maybe you've been hurting. You've been wondering. You've been waiting. God, I need a sign. I need direction. I want to go where you want me to go, but I need some sort of sign. Maybe you're even questioning, wondering, is God there? Does he care anymore? Is God real? And God, if you would just give me a sign, then I would know that you're real, that you're there, that you're present, that you care. Because there's something about a sign that we can't just not see it. We have to see it to know, 
We have to see the sign. We have to know what's coming, know what's there, because there's so much waiting. There's so much wondering. So many of us are looking around. We're wandering through life. We're on the M59 loop going around and around and around, and we need to see a sign to tell us where to go. We need to see a sign to tell us what to do. We need to see a sign that says that this thing called Great Lakes Crossing is actually there. We need a sign. There's good news tonight. This is what Christmas is all about. Emmanuel. It's this biblical word. It's in the Bible. It means God is with us. And over 2,000 years ago now, when Jesus is born, there are angels that say to his parents, Mary and Joseph, Jesus is Emmanuel, a sign that God is with you. I want to read tonight from the book of Matthew and from the book of Luke primarily. If you're following along on version, you can follow the notes and all the scriptures. They'll also be up there on the screen, uh, whether you're watching online or you're here with us tonight live. But in the book of Matthew, starting in verse one, uh, chapter 1, verse 21 and 23, it says that she, being Mary, will bear a son, Jesus, and you shall call him, his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. I don't know if you've been feeling the effects of 2020. I have. I think that's part of why I'm so emotional tonight. Just, Just being here together with all of you. I just feel like it's, a, it's, it's hope. It's a sign of things to come. There's still life ahead. The best is yet to come tonight. But we need a sign. We're people that need a sign to know that stuff is real, to know where to go, to know what to do. And Jesus is Emmanuel, a sign that God is with us. Whether you've been struggling, feeling anxious, depressed, relational tension, wondering about your future, your job, how this year is going to close, when things are going to get better, concerned about the people that you love, or maybe your own health. A sign has come to you tonight in Emmanuel, Jesus. And a sign, just like any other, Jesus communicates something of God's heart to us. It represents something to us. He reminds us that God is there, of what's really true this Christmas and all the time. I want to turn over to the the book of Luke because there's so much in this this version, this retelling of the Christmas story. If you follow me over there, in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 12, it says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This will be a sign for you. Jesus will be a sign for you. Emmanuel, God with us, a sign for us of good news, 
great joy for all people. Because tonight, in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior is born. This is what these angels, these messengers, bring to the shepherds in the fields, watching over their flocks by night. Angels are messengers all throughout the Bible. They bring news from God. They communicate something. They give a sign to those who are waiting, longing, looking for something in the midst of a cold, dark night. Shepherds aren't anything or anyone special. In fact, they're kind of the outcasts. They're a little bit quarantined out there, watching over the sheep, all alone, poor Socially outcast, a little bit rejected. And to these people, an angel comes, a messenger, and says, I've got a sign for you. And not, not like so many of the press conferences, so many of the messengers that we've gotten accustomed to in 2020. If that's a sign of 2020, this sign is different because these angels say, I've got good news for you. Rather than bad news, rather than extensions of things, rather than cases rising, these angels say, this is a sign that is good news for you. And it's for all people. All people, not just some, not just for the qualified, not just for the special, but for all people. The angels start out with shepherds, poor, lowly, outcasts, alone, isolated, waiting, looking, longing, but it doesn't stop there Yes, they say, this, this gift, this good news is unto you, but it also is for everyone else. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the one who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Is this good news? Is, is a Savior born unto the poor and the outcast and the alone? Yes. This is a gift unto them. But there's also a sign for those on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. The wise men, the kings, those with power, money, influence. Jesus is born unto them. There's good news for them too. And both of these people, both of these groups, it's amazing there's so much division, so much space between them. And in so, in so many ways, 2020 has been a, there have been signs all over the place that represent our division as people. Whether that is Black Lives Matter signs, or a Trump sign, or a Biden sign, we're political, there's signs everywhere. And in so many ways, those signs have become symbols, representations, communication of our division as people. And Jesus is a sign that brings all of those people together. Here's the beautiful thing about this. There is nothing else in the world. There is nothing else in all of history that ever could have brought a group of shepherds and a group of wise men from the East together on that night. And there is nothing that can ever bring people together here today in 2020 other than this sign, Emmanuel, God with us. I love this. I say this to, to couples as they're, as they're preparing to get married all the time. So many times our, our focus becomes on the other person. Maybe marriages that are in trouble. We, we just want to look at each other, whether it's division in, in political parties, classes, 
We want to look at each other. We want to get close. We want unity. But the more we chase after it, the more it seems to elude us. But it's only when we turn our eyes and we put our focus on Jesus that actually we find that our paths start to come closer. These two people groups that were so separate, so far, so very different, are only brought together in Jesus. He's still the hope of the world. He's still the only sign that can bring unity tonight. And that's why I have hope as I stand here with you. He has an audience with the king. And he speaks to the poor. He notices, he loves, and he says, hey, this is a sign unto you. This is good news, not just for some, but for all people. And it'll be great joy. Emmanuel is a sign that God's love crosses every single divide. It crosses the divides in our country. It crosses the divides of, of race and class and politics. It crosses the divides in your family tonight. It can cross the divide in your marriage. It can cross the divides in your heart. Emmanuel is a sign that God's love covers them all, crosses them all. We've heard it so many times through so many different commercials. We're all in this together. It's another sign of the times. But I just want to stop there for a second and say, what is it that we're in here tonight? What is it really that we're all in together? Well, let's go back to that, that verse in Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, where it says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. It's sin that's caused so much divide, so much division in our world, in our families, in our, in our hearts. It's the problem. It's the thing that we are all in together and try as we might. We look to so many other things. We look for so many other signs. We follow after and chase after so many false hopes that only end up disappointing, letting us down, not coming through. Tonight, as we recognize, hey, 2020, we're all in this together. We're broken people. We're divided. We're separated. We need help. The only thing that can bring us together is Emmanuel, this sign that God is with us. As we recognize that, as we look towards Jesus and go to him, we find ourselves all in a common place. And that's at the foot of the cross because Jesus didn't just, just, he wasn't just born. He grew up, he lived, he taught, he healed, he brought freedom and peace. And he also died for us to cover this divide, to cover the separation, not only between people, but between us and God. He covered it with his blood because his love covers every divide. He's with us. There's good news. It's Jesus. Jesus is the good news that crosses every single divide because... His love never stays distant. If we have this sign with us in our pockets now all the time that says, hey, remember, remember, you got to stay away. You can't get contaminated. And I don't want to contaminate someone else with what I've got. This is a sign of isolation, of separation, of an unwillingness to rub off on one another. 
I'm not saying that's a bad thing here tonight. But if this is a sign, Emmanuel is a sign that God's love doesn't stay distant. Even in the midst of the separation, even in the midst of our own sin, so many of us come in here tonight, maybe it's the first time that you've been here in a long time or any church. Welcome back. Welcome home. We're glad you're here. Come as you are. Paradox is a come as you are. No perfect people allow church because that's the kind of God that we have. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, what kind of thing that Satan's throwing at you that you're not good enough. You should be ashamed. How dare you walk into a church on Christmas Eve with what you've done or what you're going to do? No, none of that matters because we have a God in Emmanuel that doesn't stay distant from you. He doesn't mind that you're not good enough. No. In fact, he says, hey, that's why I came. That's why I sent this sign that I'm a God that's willing to get messy. See, we have, I, I want to give you a new sign tonight. Every single time you see this manger scene, this nativity, and you see the shepherds and the wise men, I want you to think, you know what, Jesus, Emmanuel, is a sign that everyone comes together. We're all in this together. We're all on common ground at the foot of Jesus because the shepherds are there and the wise men are there and I can be there too and so can you. But we also have Jesus born in a manger. That's fancy talk for animal trough. This is no new mother's birth plan, all right? This is not what anyone had in mind. It's certainly not what Mary and Joseph had in mind. When an angel appears to a teenage girl and says, you are going to have a baby, and she says, how can that be? I'm a virgin. And the angel says, don't worry about it. People will believe you. This is not the life that Mary expected. Things got messy between her and Joseph. Things got messy between her and her community. Things would get messy as they had to travel on the back of a donkey miles upon miles to get to Bethlehem where there was no room for them in the inn and they had to have the birth of their firstborn son who, by the way, was God in a barnyard. This is a God who is willing to get messy He's willing to get his hands dirty. I know as a dad that there is nothing that I won't do. There is no mess that I won't get in for my kids. If they are out in, in, in the middle of a muddy pile, I will go in there to get them if they can't get, them, get, get out themselves because I'm a dad who loves my kids and that is how your daddy God feels about you. There is no mess that you are in tonight. There's no mess you've gotten yourself self in or will get yourself in. There's no amount of sin that has stained you that would keep your daddy God away from, from running to you this Christmas because Emmanuel is a sign that God's love doesn't stay distant. He loves you and he never stopped. I just want to read just a few of these verses for you. In Psalm chapter 40, verse 2, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock. He gets his hands dirty. He reaches down into our lives. We don't have to clean ourselves up or get it right before he's willing to come to us. No, in the midst of it, in the midst of whatever you're going through tonight, in the midst of whatever's on your mind, in the midst of your problems. Tonight, Emmanuel, God with us, is a sign 
that his love never stays distant. He's willing to get involved. In fact, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening here tonight. God's love wants to break in and take hold of you, grab you by the hand, and he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind getting dirty. I could have messed him up. In fact, his love wants to clean you up. Listen to what Romans chapter 5, 8 says. God demonstrates his love for us. He doesn't just say it. How many of us know that, right? We, we, we do the thing where if somebody is sick, somebody's in need, you're like, oh, hey, let us know. Let, let me know if you, can, if you need anything. That's kind of like a, a little bit of a, we mean well, but we're a little bit, hey, stay away. Let me know if you need anything. Hope you don't need anything, you know? No, that's not what God does at all. God demonstrates his love for us. He's, he doesn't just talk a good talk. No, he sends Jesus, his son, to earth to get dirty, to cross the divides, to not stay distant. And this is when he does it. Not when we clean ourselves up. Not when you get on a hot streak of going to church. Not when you know enough of your Bible. No, God demonstrates his love for you in this. While we were still sinners... While we were still messed up, while we were still imperfect, tonight in 2020, God demonstrates his love for you in this. Emmanuel, a sign that God's love doesn't stay distant. He's come near to you tonight. He loves you. He's willing to get his hands dirty, to hug you wrap his arms around you and bring you home. This is the good news. This is why we should be filled with great joy at this sign. Because his love doesn't stay distant. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And he never, ever leaves. You know, one of the signs of the, of the times of this year, we've already said, has been this idea of quarantine, of isolation, of having to stay away, not being around the people that we, that we know, that we love so much, the people that we want to be with, whether that's Christmas or Thanksgiving gatherings. And for some of us, that's not even something that's going to end. Now at the end of 2020, maybe some of us have this other sign of an empty chair. And there's isolation, there's fear, there's loss, there's mourning. And maybe it's in those things that we're looking and going, I need a sign for that. Where is this God? Is God with me in this? I just want to go back to this this verse in Luke again. Because in Luke chapter 2, Verse 17 to 20. It says, And he will go before him in the spirit and power. I'm sorry, I'm in chapter 1. Let's go to chapter 2. Verse 17 to 20. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She treasures up all these things. She holds on to them in her heart because that's a place where never, ever leave. You know, I think of all the other times when, when the Bible says that Mary is with child. They show up at the inn in Bethlehem because they had gone there, and Mary is with child. But I think that a better, better way to say it is this. The child was with her. We're not with God here tonight. He's with us. In the same way that a pregnant teenage mom carries around her baby for nine months and that child's presence never leaves her. The child's presence never leaves you. 
tonight. The child's presence never leaves you in 2021. He's always with you. He'll never forsake you. In fact, that's exactly what the book of Deuteronomy says. We can be strong and we can be courageous. Why? Because this child, Emmanuel, God with us, will never leave us or forsake us. Just after Jesus did leave the earth in Matthew 28, he says, Behold, I am with you always. I'm not just with you when you're doing the right thing. I'm not just with you when, you're getting it all, when you've got it all together. I'm not just with you when things are going well. I'm not just with you in 2021. I'm with you always, always. And like a child with Mary, his presence never leaves. May the child, Emmanuel, God with us, be with you in that same way. One of the things that, that we've loved about 2020 is that it's given us the Mandalorian. It's so good at our house. We love it. And there's this, one, there's this one scene in particular that I think has so much for us here tonight. Because the Mandalorian, if you haven't seen it, uh, his, his job is to protect this child. A powerful child, a gifted child, for sure. Little baby Yoda, I'm sure that you've seen it around somewhere. All right? If not, I, you must have been in quarantine because it's everywhere. His job is to protect this child. And at one point, he is fighting a massive beast called a mudhorn. This thing is huge and it's messy and it's dirty and it's muddy and it's far more powerful than this Mandalorian. Even with all of his advanced technology and weaponry, he's no match for it. But he's willing to put his life on the line to protect the child because he's got the child with him. But I love this. The very thing, the very person that the Mandalorian is with, protecting, actually ends up being the one that saves him, who, ha who has the power within him, who's willing to get dirty to protect him. Maybe the child is actually with the Mandalorian. I love the moments where, where the child is, is, is willing, he reaches out his arm and he's willing to heal the Mandalorian. Emmanuel, God with us, he's powerful. He wants to protect, but he's also able to heal and he's always with us. We don't have to carry Jesus around. He carries us around. He's with us always, no matter what. You know, I, I read something that I wanted to share with you um, just over the last couple of days, especially as we've, we've read and heard. I, I only heard about it because I didn't see it. We live in Michigan where there's clouds in the sky. But there was supposed to be a Christmas star up in the sky. I don't know. If, did anybody see this? No, a couple of you did. All right. Um, we, we, we couldn't see it, but someone posted on our, on our Facebook group something that I just thought was so cool. It's such a great reminder of this very fact, Emmanuel is a sign from God that he's with us always, that he crosses every divide, that he doesn't stay distant, and his love never, ever, ever leaves. And in so many ways, light itself is a symbol of those same things. We're big Survivor fans in our family, and every single time, at the end of, this, of the episode, Jeff Probst comes up and he says, this fire 
represents your life here on the island. And when it goes out, your life in the game goes out. I think about one of my favorite places in the world, Washington, D.C. There is a light called the Eternal Flame dedicated to John F. Kennedy. And it burns all the time, representing this life that shone so brightly in the darkness. And no matter where, where you are from all around, you can look up and see it. And it's almost as if its presence is still with us today. You know, I also think about so many, so, so many traditional churches especially, what they have in, inside of their sanctuary, their auditorium, many times is a candle much like this. And it's the eternal flame that represents God's never-ending, never-leaving presence with us and love for us. And that is exactly what light is. The stars in the sky. If you've ever been out in the woods at night, not certain where to go, not certain where you are, what to do, you can look up at the sky and you can find that north star and you can know that it's always going to be there. It's never going to leave. It's never going to change. And you can locate yourself and find the way home. That is what light represents for us tonight. That is why as we look around at the Christmas lights that are all around us, we remember that Jesus calls himself the light of the world, the constant, the never-ending, the never-changing the sign that Emmanuel is always with us. It's never going to leave. It's always there. It'll show us the way home. It shows us where to go. It communicates God's love for us. In the book of John, it says just that. It says, in the beginning, for all of time, there was never a time when Jesus wasn't there. And there never will be. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and now He's with us. All things were made through Him, and without Him was, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Post says this. I know some have seen the Post about the Christmas star appearing this year on December 21st. I couldn't help but really take a deeper look at how amazing that this occurrence would be happening in the year 2020. In the year when Jesus was born, there was violence, chaos, political and social unrest. It was dark. The Magi find, found him by the way of the star which was the meeting of three stars, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars. They followed the star until it rested on where he was and began to worship him. In a time where it was dark, light was brought into our world. Jesus stepped into the chaos and brought peace. Fast forward to this year, 2020. It's a time of violence, chaos, political and social unrest. It's dark. Winter solstice, December 21st, being a time where the day is the shortest and the night is the longest. It's literally the darkest day and is the beginning of what most would say is the cold, dark 
winter season. But on the darkest day of the year, Jupiter and Saturn meet, giving us the Christmas star. How fitting that in the moment of time during the Christmas season that we get to see this beautiful reminder that even in the darkest of times, light will and has stepped in. Emmanuel, God with us. In our chaos, he is there. In our darkest time, he is there. He brings light and he makes all things new. Tonight, in just a few moments, we're going to light the candles that are on every one of your chairs. I hope that you have something, if you're watching with us at home, to represent the light that brings hope and love and peace and joy. And may these lights be a sign to you that Emmanuel has come. He's always been there and he'll never leave. Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us tonight and always. You guys can stand with us or you can sit as we sing. We're going to sing a song called Emmanuel. Oh. 
This is like such a beautiful moment. It's one of my favorite moments of the year. And I think about what it would have been like to be there that night thousands of years ago when Jesus came and he made himself a baby so that he could be here, not just to give his life, but to be with us and to be relational with us. And we get to have this moment right now because he had that moment all those years ago, this moment of unity with each other. So we're going to sing Silent Night together.
Now, before we blow these out, I just want you to take this and let's hold it high together. This candle represents Jesus, the light of the world that has come into the darkness on a silent night to bring peace and love and hope and joy. Emmanuel, God with us, that crosses every divide and brings people together, whose love doesn't stay distant, whose love never leaves. Also, may we be like Mary and not leave this light here as we go. It's not extinguished, but we treasure it up in our hearts. And his light lives on in us, in a dark, dark world, as we go from this place. You can take this, put your hand kind of like this, help out the kids, and blow this out ever so gently. Try not to spray COVID on everyone. All right? Too soon, sorry. All right? Paradox, friends and family, you are loved just as you are, not as you should be, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we are so excited to see you on January 3rd, right back here or online at ParadoxChurch.com. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. If you want more information about us or to just get connected, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We would love to hear from you.